For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a Sports Ethos presentation, uh, sportsethos.com. Go and check them out over there. There's plenty going on. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, which we always appreciate, uh, Ethos Pelicans is the handle. And uh, my personal handle is at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K. Go and give us a follow if you feel like it. Um, we appreciate all the support and I love having a chat on there. So um, anytime you're, you're sitting there wanting to uh, have a yarn about the basketball or whatever else, I'm always happy. So uh, jump on there and do that. Now, I also need to shout out the sponsors before we get any further into the show, uh, we have mybookie.ag. Use the code HOOPBALL when you sign up, and that's going to give you a um, 100% deposit match. Uh, not bad at all, if you ask me. Um, you're pretty happy with that. Uh, you can also use our prop up. On Thrive Fantasy this NBA season, use code ETHOS at sign up for a 100% deposit match and win big cash by simply flexing your DFS prop knowledge on the biggest names on the board. Go and check that out over there. And manscaped.com, uh, use the code HOOPBALL20 to get 20% off and free shipping uh, on your purchase. And um, in addition, ExpressVPN. Is offering a bonus three months on every 12-month membership purchase by using the special link HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Uh, go and use that um, and, uh, and that'll give you 15 months worth of VPN uh, with ExpressVPN. Um, and check them out. We appreciate it. Uh, and thanks to all of the sponsors uh, that I just mentioned. We're rattling them off. And as uh, Sports Ethos continues to grow, more people come on board. And uh, we appreciate it. It's, um, it's great to see uh, the the transition from hoop ball to a full sports offering. And uh, being a part of it has been fantastic. Uh, I know the guys working behind the scenes have been working tirelessly to make this as seamless as possible. And... Uh, I suppose thank you all t- for the support and keeping it going. Um, doesn't happen without the subscribers and the listeners. So thank you very much to all of you out there. And uh, it's probably enough of me talking about uh, all of the administrative side of things. Let's have a chat about the Pelicans. So uh, we're going to recap the game, the Rockets game that uh, unfortunately did not go our way, uh, as well as the recent assignees to the Birmingham squadron uh, being Jackson Hayes, 
Trey Murphy the third and Jose Alvarado. They're going to head down there and uh, hopefully play in this um, upcoming game tonight. So we're going to discuss both of those. So uh, let's get into it. We'll start by talking about the game. Uh, basically, the Pelicans went to Houston and unfortunately were defeated 108 to 118, a 10-point loss, uh, despite Brandon Ingram going absolutely ballistic and dropping a huge 40-point game on them. Um, unfortunately, no one else really fired a shot for the majority of the game, and uh, we just weren't good enough. Uh, Houston was scrappy, uh, led by Christian Wood. Eric Gordon were just huge. Two guys that were ex-Pelicans, and uh, yeah, they got us. A couple of revenge games in front of their home crowd, and uh, that was disappointing to see, uh, particularly because the Houston Rockets just didn't look very good. They really didn't. We just looked really bad. Uh, in addition, well, actually, no, I'm being I'm being a bit harsh with that. We didn't look really bad. We just were on the wrong end of a, a long third quarter in one that uh, the the umpires controlled. The refs decided that they were going to call every single touch foul under the uh, under the sun, and we'll have a chat about that a little bit uh, when we get to the third quarter. But to start off, we came out of the gates, uh, looked like Houston were just going to get absolutely smashed. They looked terrible, honestly. Uh, with a team that had a few guys out, uh, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., uh, Usman Garuba, uh, these guys that have been playing that uh, are now have just fallen out of, well, injured, I think, uh, outside of the rotation and sitting on the sidelines. Key contributors sitting out, this is a game where you say, all right, we need to come in here. We've won five of the last seven and give this mob a touch-up. Instead, they continued their win streak. They've now won six straight um, after defeating us, which is absolutely appalling because this team is a division rival and we do not need to lose two people in our division. We need to stomp them, and uh, we just did not. So, for end of the first quarter, 28-26 in favour of Houston. They followed up with a second quarter where they scored 29 to our 23 Third quarter was the longest third quarter I've seen all year. They scored 37, we scored 36, but it was a free throw shooting competition. And unfortunately, we couldn't hit a free throw to save our lives. Uh, in the end, 72%, 18 of 25. But at one point, we were 2 of 9 uh, or 2 of 10 from uh, the free throw line. And when you're leaving that many free throws on the, uh, on the, on the line, well, you know, what chance do you have? You, you, you're... You're shooting with one hand behind your back, and it makes it difficult. When you've got the freebies, you've, you've got to take advantage of them. Brandon Ingram was unconscious. He was just absolutely fantastic, as I said, finishing with the 40 points. We finished off 24 to 23, and, um, you know, down by 10 points. We just couldn't crawl it back. Uh, they they led at the half, and um, from there, they'd, they'd built the, uh, the lead. Houston shot 49% from the field, 43% from three-point range. And we shot 43% and a disgusting 26% from the three-point line, which is just not acceptable. Uh, you can't win games by shooting yourself out of it. You need to come into opposing uh, teams' home grounds, and you need to you need to be on. And unfortunately, we uh, we were unable to do that. Uh, a game where we recorded 19 assists on 40 made field goals, um, and we know over these last few games that our wins have been based around passing the ball, getting each other uh, 
you know, ahead. We have a look at the, the two Dallas games, for example, which were just the other day. The one that the Pelicans win, they end up having 30 assists. You know, the one they lose a couple of days before, we only have 22 assists. So you can see, you can see that when we play for each other and play together and move the ball, we're a better side. You know, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't from lack of trying. There were plenty of good passes, but when you shoot um, 26% from three, that means that you're not hitting your shots. You, you might be getting the looks and you're still taking them. Uh, you know, on the night we, we um, attempted 38 three-pointers and hit 10 of them. They only attempted 40, but hit 17. And so you've, you're already, what's, 21 points behind just from the three-point line before you even start. So then you, you leave seven uh, free throws. Uh, like they only leave six, but, you know, they're hitting at 79%, whereas we only hit 72. These little nuances are all things that affect you in the long run and you lose by 10 points. We caused 14 turnovers and we only had seven on the whole night. We got 14 points off turnovers. Did a fantastic job, but couldn't keep that rhythm going. It was easy to score in transition, but we settled for long jumpers the three-point shot just was not falling, but we decided to keep launching them anyway, and that was um, disappointing to see that we didn't adjust. Brandon Ingram was 3 of 10. Graham, 3 of 11. GT was 1 of 3. Valanchunas only had one attempt and he missed it. Nikhil, 3 of 8 from 3. Trey Murphy, 0 of 4. Even Kyra was 0 of 1. So it wasn't falling, and instead of adjusting which we did towards the second half, and, and Jonas Valanciunas really stepped up. He had two points at the half, finished with 17 and 10. You need to be aware of these things. And when you've got a mismatch, an obvious size mismatch in Jonas, you need to feed him. And unfortunately, we just didn't recognize that until it was too late. And by then, they'd got their rhythm going. Uh, Eric Gordon was absolutely torturous. He was getting whatever he wanted. And any time that he went near the ball... Um, he was getting a foul. It didn't matter. And it's so difficult to get rhythm when the refs are calling everything. You don't adjust to the referees. And then from there, everyone plays well. They had six guys get double figures. Gordon, Tate, Wood, Matthews, who's a two-way player, uh, Tice, and Sengun off the bench. And Augustine and, and Kenyon Martin Jr. both had nine points. How are, you, how are you meant to win when you're letting everyone succeed? Um, and that's a, that's a really difficult thing. It's a fine line and you know, Billy Hernan Gomez was huge off the bench. 15 minutes, 10 points, 13 rebounds and assists and two steals. But again, there needs to be more. You need to have Devontae hitting his shots. You can't have nine points on three of 13. Herb Jones goes for five points, but he was in foul trouble the whole night. He ended up fouling out uh, because he purely couldn't stay in the game. They won't let him defend. Garrett Temple was was bad. He was apparently a plus one on the night, but he there was a period of of uh, where we looked like we were coming back, and I think we got to about six points. And Garrett Temple decides to play point guard and carry the ball up. Uh, 
he tries to force his feet. I don't know why. He was Brandon Ingram was completely smothered, and he forces a feed turnover. So they run in, turn the ball over. We then proceed to follow up with a second turnover, um, and then misses a shot, which was just completely unfounded as to why he took it. And and three things in a row. And Antonio Daniels talked about this in the broadcast. He said. Well, you can't let one mistake breed more mistakes. And that's exactly what happened. All of a sudden, you're in the whole three possessions. You haven't scored. And the, and the um, lead blows back out. And when you're getting that from your veteran, that's what's disappointing. This is a guy that's played 31 minutes, nearly 32 minutes, and, and really did nothing. He had two steals and a block, and I don't know where he got them from. Because he, he was almost unplayable. Sadoransky had 12 minutes and showed some aggression. First time in his um, Pelicans career, he played aggressive. He dunked on some bloke's head, but only plays 12 minutes. Kyra plays 11 minutes and had an instant impact. As soon as he'd come on, he had eight points in, in only 11 minutes. I don't want to see Garrett Temple have 31 minutes, particularly if it comes at the expense of 15 minutes from Trey, 11 minutes from Kyra. Uh, yeah, I just don't get it. So those are adjustments, no doubt, that, that the Pelicans will make. And hopefully, um, you know, we've, we've propped Garrett Temple in recent times about this. Having that uh, off-court mentorship and the locker room presence and his ability to lead, I have no, no qualms about that. But his on-court ability is waning. And I don't think he need, he should be expected to shoulder such a load on both ends of the court when he's when he's not at that level anymore. Well, I don't know if he ever was. Um, the expectation is probably too great to lead both on and off. Um, so I'll probably get on Garrett a little bit too hard, but he's there to be a locker room presence, and I think Willie Green needs to uh, realise that if we're already playing badly, it's not going to hurt to put these young guys on and show them a bit of confidence. I don't know, just a thought. So we end up losing... Um, disappointing result, to say the least. Uh, we go on to play Denver, uh, as we talked about. That's tomorrow. And that's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a really tough game. Oh, no, it's two days off. Sorry, that's going to be on um, on Thursday morning, my time. So Wednesday night, I think it's a 7 p.m. game. That is at Smoothie King Centre. You're back at home. And uh, you really need to come out and, and fire a shot straight away. This is not a team that you can uh, go lightly against or, or take the foot off you need to come out fast and you need to hold on to that lead the whole game because now currently after losing to Houston we're now the worst team in the league uh, well in the conference in the Western Conference we're now 15th 7 and 19 on the night uh, on the season 14 games back uh, from top spot and five and a half back from 10th the only team that is worse than us is I oh, know there's two. So Detroit and Orlando are worse than us, um, but only just. And this is not what we envisage from the team. So we need to string a few wins together. Uh, then hopefully Zion's foot heals and we can come back and, and hopefully string a couple together. Um, because it's disappointing. Because the talent's there. we just got to put it all together. Okay. So that's enough of my carry-on. We will... Um, We'll touch base again after Denver. Now, before we wrap up, we'll talk about the assignment of 
Jackson Hayes, Trey Murphy the third, and Jose Alvarado to the Birmingham squadron. Uh, now this is, I think, uh, and uh, Andrew Lopez of ESPN tweeted it perfectly. He talked about um, the fact that they have the Pelicans have two days off, and the Birmingham squadron are playing tonight. So by assigning them to this uh, to the G League, you're giving them an opportunity to play 30-odd minutes, hopefully, and have a really good burn for the three guys, and then you probably bring them back. I don't think it's going to be a long stay down there. Um, but it gets your confidence up, it gets your rhythm up, uh, it gives Jackson Hayes a good run, he hasn't played for a while. Uh, Trey Murphy, obviously, shot, shots has been struggling a little bit, so if he can hold, hit a couple of threes, perhaps that will let him get his eye in and allow him to uh, to really get that confidence, and hopefully it translates into into future Pelicans games. Uh, Jose, I think he just needs a good burn, uh, and and Birmingham crowd deserves a win. You know they played the um, the the game last night, and they unfortunately lost in their home opener, but uh, they come out and play the Capitanas from New Mexico, uh, the new team in the league, and uh, hopefully we can come out and give them a bit of a touch up. We'll see what happens, particularly with the Pelicans players. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether or not uh, that improves the the lineup, and and perhaps we come out and give them a give them a bit of a slap, and um, give the crowd something to cheer for. You know, Jackson Hayes is always good for a dunk. Trey Murphy is as well, and Jose plays like an absolute bulldog. So we're going to be uh, they're going to be treated, no doubt, and and probably Jared Harper will just go off because he's going to have no one guarding him. He's just going to go ballistic. So I like to see that uh, he. It's had a really good season as well. And if you've been following the squadron, they've been a bit up and down, but uh, are due for a win. And so hopefully that will come shortly. So that was just a little update. I think they'll be coming back, uh, as I said, probably for the next game. They're just having a good burn and then they'll be into it. But I'm going to leave it at that. Short and sweet uh, for tonight. This has been the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm Lyle Swithenbank. Look after yourselves and uh, bye for now.